Uh, hey friends, welcome to the Good News Podcast. Today we have on Adam Hurt. And Adam is uh, someone who my, my wife Katrina has uh, worked with in the teaching profession for, for many years. I, I met Adam and his wife Jackie many years ago. In fact, our, our families, we, we, we were reminded as we were talking uh, before and after the episode recording today that, that we'd, we'd spent some time together as, as families we've also shared some significant loss. And so that will very much be a part of this conversation. But as you'll catch, Adam is someone who God has blessed with great hope and and resiliency. And and you'll hear that loud and clear in his story. (laughs) An amazing story, how he is riding across Canada this this past summer, last couple summers, to raise money for a a cause that is near and dear to his heart. And you'll hear and see why as, as we enter this conversation, friends. Get ready. Uh, maybe get your Kleenex out for this one. It's 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 pretty deep. It's pretty powerful. It's pretty real. But it's really beautiful and amazing. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Good News Podcast. And really glad that you can join us. I think you're going to be really glad that you joined us as well. This is a, a good friend and, and a very special individual named Adam Hurt. Uh, Adam... Um, you have recently taken on an initiative that few would even consider doing, and that's that's riding your bike uh, across the country. But there's a whole backstory to why you're doing that, and probably the best place for us to start is is there today, if that's okay. Absolutely. Oh, thanks. So uh, thanks so much for having me, Jamie. This is a, a wonderful opportunity to to kind of spread what we're doing and why we're doing it. It's yeah. uh, building community is what we're all about, and so this is a big part of it. So cool. thank you for that. Um, I. Uh, yeah, I, I just uh, about uh, two weeks ago now just uh, completed uh, a bike ride across the country um, yes. from, uh, I touched the Pacific Ocean, I touched the Atlantic Ocean, and <laughs> here I am back in southern Ontario after completing wow. uh, almost 9,300 kilometers <laughs> oh, uh, wow. on my bike. I break 50 or 60K, <laughs> I feel like I've had a huge ride. Yeah. Hey, I started there too. We all started there. And everybody yeah. that I ride with, uh, you know, we all started there, so it's... Yeah. Uh, it's amazing what you can do when you've got the time and you can persevere for sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's a whole story behind why um, this was really a response to a, a significant loss in, in, in your life. And maybe just describe, kind of backtrack a little bit on how you got to doing this ride, Adam, if you would. Absolutely. So the 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 kind of pragmatic part of why ride a bicycle across mm-hmm. the country was, was really uh, decided... Um, back in December of, of 2020, um, when after uh, a series of traumatic events in my family, I, I turned to my my you know my family and, and said, you know, uh, I have to do something for me. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were medically, we were now put in a position um, where things were very very difficult, and it heavily impacted my mental, emotional, physical spiritual health. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really, uh, really traumatic for me. And uh, I said to my, to my family, I said, uh, I'm going to ride my bicycle across the country. I've always loved riding bike. I feel good when I'm on the bicycle. Certainly never done anything of this magnitude, but said, I need to do this for me. Um, But I'd like to sit down and plan so that we can figure out how to make this uh, an impactful thing that can benefit others. And, Mm. And that's where the that's where the family story comes in. Hmm. Um, that decision for me to ride my bike across the country was a result of my uh, my son, my eldest son, Greg, uh, now 24, uh, so at the time 22, hmm. uh, just having had his fifth 
uh, sudden cardiac arrest. Um, and uh, it absolutely debilitating him mm. uh, to a point where he's um, minimally responsive, um, mm. largely in a vegetative state. And, mm. uh, you know, that followed, that came as a result of what we, we learned uh, two years prior to that, that uh, Greg was diagnosed with a, an inherited cardiac disease uh, known as ARVC or arrhythmogenic right ventricular cardiomyopathy. Uh, when he had his most recent arrest, I said, enough's enough. I'm going to temporarily retire from my career in education mm. and uh, take care of me so that I can uh, maybe build something that can help take care of others in my family and and other Canadians across mm -hmm. the country. Mm. Yeah, Adam, I'm uh, yeah, really, really sorry. It just, uh, yeah, not the way anyone would draw it up or want it to be and really, really, really feel that, that deeply. Um, yeah. Thank uh, you. As I hear that, as we hear that and, and, uh, and, and also uh, part of Adam's story, this, this isn't the first experience of this very rare heart disease in his life. This goes back to, to 2001. Um, it, 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 boy, it will, if it's okay, Adam, let's just sort of enter into, um, into this one uh yeah you you've experienced uh incredible um pain and tragedy not 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 only once uh, very unfortunately but but twice losing your wife jackie to the same disease back in 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 uh, 2001. Um, yeah it's uh 2001 was obviously uh very traumatic for us we were playing softball in in milton ontario and uh she dropped very little warning signs that weren't you know nothing obvious um and that was the last breath she took when we were playing ball that day. Uh, Greg, my son, my eldest son was three and a half, and my our youngest son, Ben, was one and a half. Um, and I was left uh, left a widower and a and a single parent uh, to my two boys all of a sudden without warning, and uh, it was devastating. Um, so thankfully, I had incredible family and and community mm -hmm. support. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that really, really was challenging, but at the same time was, you know, a, in a weird way, uh, settling was that we really had no understanding or no reason of why Jackie died at the mm -hmm. time in 2001. Um, there was no cause of death. Uh, there were lots of suspicions about things, but nothing, nothing concrete. And, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, she was just taken, it wasn't, uh, you know, a, a, a fault of human error. It mm -hmm. wasn't, there was nobody responsible and it was unexplainable. It was in, it was in an odd way settling, but mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. 17 years later, uh, when Greg had his first cardiac arrest in Mississauga, Ontario, um, the, the cardiology team there, uh, you know, learned from me that, you know, mom had died 17 years earlier, mm. uh, put two and two together ever so thankfully the, the office of the chief coroner of Ontario had insisted at the time in 2001 of um, saving uh, tissue samples for young, healthy people that uh, that died so suddenly without explanation. And uh, 17 years post-mortem, uh, post-Jackie's death, uh, both Greg and Jackie were diagnosed with ARVC. And in 2018, that's the first time we heard that phrase. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's it's hard to imagine in today's day with all the research, with all the scientists, with all the medical professionals it's it's hard to imagine that there's something that that is that rare that we don't even know what it is um and it's one of the things that that 
you know, I've been wrestling with on my journey as I'm having many conversations across the country is I'm not sure it is that rare. Mm. I think people don't know about it. Okay. But I think it's probably more prevalent, but because of the way that this particular and, and other similar diseases um, take the lives of young, healthy people without warning, I don't think there's, I, I think it's taken a little bit longer than maybe some other conditions to kind of figure out what it is and that it's even there. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I'm, I, uh, I, I'm mm. hesitant to call it rare, okay. although it, I think it still is officially classified as a rare disease, whatever the statistics yeah. are required to do that. But uh, mm. it's becoming more and more prevalent. And I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll cite an example yesterday mm. all over the news. There's a young hockey player in Air, uh, Ontario, that lost its life. We don't know anything about um, the cause or anything like that yet. But, uh, you know, everybody in my ARBC community, you know, many people, as soon as they heard that, reached out to me and said, could it be this and uh, the, you know this this poor young man and his and his and his family that mm -hmm. just lost this uh, twenty year old yesterday? Mm. We 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 know what it feels like. Yeah, we we we've been there. We've been there twice now uh, in our own family, and that uncertainty of of what it may or may not be is there are a lot of medical questions that need to be answered. We've come a long way in terms of cardiac research and ARVC in particular, but we've got a long way to go. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. 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 Um, which, which puts um, so much purpose to, to the ride. And, and so uh, you give us a bit more on the why behind this, you're raising money, you're raising awareness and even some of the impact that maybe you've already seen as you, as you do this. Absolutely. It's uh, it's been pretty cool to, you know, if we start with the awareness piece, raising awareness, not just in the, in the, the general public, both in Canada and abroad, um, but a ra uh, raising awareness with with general practitioners, doctors, uh, with cardiology teams, uh, I've met with hospitals, with 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 various medical teams, um, and they're unfamiliar with this. And and so we're just we're putting this mm. and the names of other conditions like it on people's lips, so that when we do lose young, mm -hmm. healthy people for some unknown cardiac event, uh, that we can we can connect and find out where the leading experts are and, and, you know, do everything we can to get a diagnosis because that awareness piece goes, goes above and beyond just, um, you know, Canadians, everyday Canadians chatting about it. It's, it, it's needed, uh, at the highest, the highest level, level of medicine. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the things we're doing and, you know, and then, you know, in conjunction with that, the, you know, the raising funds piece that we're, we're working, we're partnered with, uh, Piedmont Cardiac Center at the UHN in Toronto, um, who are the you know the leading research um, team, one of the leading research teams in the world, but certainly in Canada uh, for this and other similar diseases, um, we're we're doing that. But the 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 third and and certainly not the least because it's the one I'm most passionate about mm. with what we've built with our website uh, at uh, arvcfamilysupport.org is we're building community. Uh, we I've now connected with dozens of families across the country. Oh. Um, and, and it's been amazing how this has happened. Some of, you know, they, they do an internet search, they get diagnosed, they do an internet search on ARVC, and now our website's the first one that pops up wow. for people all over the world. Uh, and so I've had many people reach out to me that way, uh, whose family uh, are inflicted with this disease. But I've also had people, you know, say, uh, 
hey, you're the guy, I saw you on the news last night. Mm. Hey, my friend has that disease. Mm. And, and I'd see them, you know, in rural BC or in, in various really? places across the country. People yeah. stop me on the side of the road saying, hey, we saw you on there and we know somebody that we might have this. Mm. Can you, uh, can we connect you with them? Yeah. So that the building community piece is the one that's closest to my heart. It's uh, in the last 24 hours, I've, I've had contact with three families who have been impacted by ARVC. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's 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 a regular it's a regular really? occurrence now. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and that part's amazing for me. Wow! Yeah, yeah, and largely through the website. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. would would encourage everyone to, to check it out. ARVCFamilySupport.org. Family you got it. Yeah, and yeah, check it out and uh, spread it around because you never know who needs to be connected around around uh, something that could be impacting people who we know and love. It, it's it's yeah. Um, you mentioned building community, Adam, and uh, what 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 is the what does that look like in, in this case? And what is the, what is the significance of, of building community, especially for people who are facing um, maybe a loss like this or a disease like this and trying to, to figure out what life looks like with this? The, probably the most common um, face of that, uh, from my perspective, is uh, a parent who reaches out to me saying my child was just diagnosed with this or in some cases was diagnosed five years ago, but we haven't had anywhere to turn. Uh, and, and just starting a conversation yeah. and, and, you know, those conversations for me start with, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. We get it. We've been there, but you're definitely not alone. And so we're going to, we're going to start conversations. We're going to work with you. Uh, we're going to help each other by sharing our stories, by guiding you through the feelings, the emotional stuff, by directing you to the specialists, the experts. And that's something, I mean, we certainly didn't have that in our own family in 2001 mm -hmm. because we didn't even know why Jackie died. And in 2018, you know, very thankfully, one of my brothers-in-law who's also now been diagnosed, was diagnosed then, um, very thankfully his GP knew who the experts were uh, and sent, us, sent him directly to Toronto. And that's why we're all now affiliated with the, with the leading research team in Toronto and the leading clinical team in Toronto. Um, but without that one GP knowing to make that recommendation, none of us would be connected from Toronto. And I mean, yeah. when Greg, I mean, Greg collapsed in 2018, 20 minutes from, you know, the, the leading research center. And we had concerns about the advice and the care he was given. And so we're now able to, going back to the community piece, yeah. we're, uh, I've now connected Canadians from all, all over the country, all across the country to the people that can give them some answers yeah. with this without guessing, without, you know, obviously the, you know, the cardiology teams and everybody's doing their best, but there are still lots of horror stories we're hearing out, hearing out there across the country in every province where people aren't getting directed mm -hmm. in ways that, might actually save the, their and even more so their kids and their grandkids' lives. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're making those connections. We're helping them get those connections to the the people that are most likely to have the answers. And we're even doing it stateside. I'm connecting people with Johns Hopkins University in really? Baltimore. And wow. I've had I've had reach outs from Europe. And I've had so, uh, a student from Vietnam uh, who was diagnosed. And we're we're doing our best to connect them with with whoever is most appropriate in their in their geographic location. Obviously, focusing on Canada, but um, we're web based and we get re we get we're building community around the world, <laughs> which is 
amazing, which is amazing and, and so necessary, especially for something where people don't know who to connect with or how to get help. Um, and the word hope keeps rising up here as we're talking, how, how, how hopeful that would be for people to have that kind of a connection, to know they're not alone. You know, as you say, as you think back, I, I got to get to the ride here at some point. Cause yeah, you know, sure. people are, my, my, my friends that, that, that watch and listen, that love riding are going to, you know, kill me if I don't yeah. get some questions <laughs> yeah. about this bike ride across. Cause it's so cool. Absolutely. But before, like, just don't want to lose how, um, what a, what a journey that you've been on and, and that we as, as human beings are often on. Um, we are not, many people experience tragedy um, and life is really hard. And so the, the, the hope of knowing that you're not alone, the, the hope of, of like when you think back to, to losing Jackie, when you think about what happened with Greg, um, where, because you, you, you know, my own personal experience of loss is though, though you learn to live with it, you never lose it because you never lose them, and it's it's still always there. So you know, I don't I don't want to dismiss the fact that you may have days and moments like that today too. But and then you've you've come a long way. You know, you've you you keep how how has that happened for you? Where where have you found um, hope and support and strength uh, along the way to even get to a point where you can do a ride like this and offer hope to others through the the work that you're you're doing? It's. It's, it, I mean, great, great series of questions. And it's, it's something that, you know, any of us that have, you know, experienced loss wrestles with mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, this idea. And the, the, at the end of the day, you know, one of my, one of my many mantras that I, I use either, either, you know, to myself or to groups of people or to my family and friends mm -hmm. is that, you know, there's nothing we could have done. Mm -hmm. We can't, and we can't change, you know, we can't bring Jackie back and, mm -hmm. and, and it looks like Greg is in, in such, um, ill condition, ill health that, mm. you know, there's likely not much that can be done, but we can change it for other people. We can change it for other people in our family and, and we can change it for other people, uh, around the world and, and, you know, nothing, nothing of this magnitude, especially medical happens overnight. It takes time. And that part's sometimes, uh, sometimes very difficult, but I learned kind of that strategy after I lost Jackie, because sure, with, uh, with all of the, all of the pain and the, you know, just the, the terrible, terrible stuff that you go through when you lose a loved one like that, mm -hmm. that's that close to you. Uh, I had a job to raise two boys yeah. and, and that was something within my control. And, mm. So, um, being ever so thankful that I was, that I did have the support I had, um, I was able to, uh, take care of myself mentally, emotionally, lean on the people that, um, that would help me when the boys were, were only one and a half and three and a half, uh, and with their support, with them behind me, you know, as, as my community, as my own personal community, um, I was able to, to put you know, one foot in front of the other and, uh, and do what was most important that was within my control. And that was take care of my boys mm. and, uh, and raise them in, in the spirit of Jackie. And, uh, mm. it wasn't going to bring her back, but it was what I could do. Mm -hmm. And it was the most important thing in my world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That you had, you had a very great purpose in the midst of that loss right then and there. Abs absolutely. That would have been tugging at your <laughs> pant leg and, and, uh, yeah, and sitting at the dinner real. table asking, what are we having for dinner? Yeah, <laughs> those, those practical things that keep you 
going yeah. when maybe you feel like um, on your own you might not have been able to is totally, totally. Uh, you you mentioned sure. in, in the spirit of Jackie and um, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, and then but, that, but, that, that continues yeah. because because yeah. yeah, what, what we're that? doing now is yeah. just a different version of that, and and so I, you know, I'm in a, in an odd way I I feel thankful to have gone through that experience and understand that yeah i can you know rise above the heartache and the and the the tragedy of it and still be a you know a positive productive parent and 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 make a difference for my kids and and i've i've yeah. used that uh that strategy i think in this case where mm. you know we we got hit again and and you know we have greg in the condition that he's in but I, I can't fix that, mm-hmm. but I can, I can use that to make sure other people, hopefully down the road, don't have to feel what I've gone mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about the ride. The ride. Let's yeah. talk about the ride. Okay, so um, I got like so many, so many <laughs> things I'm curious about. I'm sure every, everyone is. Um, what what kind of reaction you get when you tell people that that you you're either riding across the country or that you have. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it really depends on the, uh, okay. depends on who the people yeah, are, yeah, that's a good, you know, you know for, you know, for, yeah. for, for most, uh, for most Canadians that I've told it, they're, they kind of do a second take and like, like all the way, like, <laughs> like, where do you start? Like how far? And, and you know, yeah. they have a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of, you know, yeah. a lot of, uh, a lot of questions related to, you know, how are you possibly doing this? And, yeah. uh, so, so that's, you know, that part of it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's to, to people are pretty wowed by it. What, what you learn as a long distance cyclist is it happens all the time every day. And mm. it's, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't see myself as being any more special or, you know, yeah. silly things that are thrown out there, superhuman and all this stuff. I, <laughs> I, I am not, uh, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I started doing five kilometers a day, like everybody else does nice. when, when, when I, when I was That's training awesome. and, I'm just fortunate to, I, you know, I have the time. I, I guess I made the time because I retired early so that I can do this. Yeah. Uh, and again, I, this team of support that I have behind me, I couldn't possibly have done it um, without them. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, again, as a long-distance cyclist, I, what I'm doing is not unique. It's not sure. impressive in many, in many circles. There are a lot more harder rides and yeah. a lot of faster riders and, and all those sorts of things. So I just... Uh, I'm, I've got some goals and I'm committed to doing them. And I, I, uh, have made space in my life to put the time yeah. aside to do those. Cause they're the most important things. And, yeah. and, and if, if, you know, anybody can do what I've done, if they're willing and able to, yeah. to prioritize yeah. in that way. Yeah. I love the way you describe it, you've, that you've made space for this and, and that intentionality really. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. Now, now, um, you mentioned the, the team. So who, who's part of the team on something like this, especially you weren't just riding, you were doing a lot of other things as well, because you were riding for such an amazing cause with a, with a great purpose behind it, which takes this whole thing to me to a, another, it would have been just cool period, but that's just even, yeah, that, that's another level. Um, but for yeah, sure. what was your team like? What, who, who's a part of that team? Yeah. So, I mean, so the, Absolutely, the the person that this none of this could have happened is my uh, my good friend Ian Fowler, um, retired uh, teacher as well, uh, who and I intended to go coast to coast last year. Who uh, when I approached him with this, and 
he thought about it for a lot less time than I thought he would. And he said, <laughs> yeah, I'm in. And and, uh, and without uh. Ian, I couldn't do this because Ian, uh, Ian drove the truck and, and pulled the camping trailer for uh, in total 130 days okay. uh, for over the two. Uh, and he was there every day of it. Um, and without him, I, I, it meant I didn't have to carry all my gear with me. I, I mean, I could bring all my, my media stuff and my banners and my t-shirts and, and all that stuff. And, you know, didn't have to, you know, I had a partner in making meals. I didn't have to, mm -hmm. wasn't entirely responsible for all those daily details that yeah. we all, we all have to have or whatever we're doing, uh, in life. And so, so very thankfully Ian, uh, joined me for, for both, uh, legs of the, of the trip. Cause we did, we did 40% of it last year and 60% of it this year. And, and in addition to that, I had a, a huge uh, team of, of friends that came out and joined me in a, in a variety of different places. I was this last segment where I was on the road for, we were on the road for 81 days. Uh, I only rode six of those days alone. I had wow. friends, one to eight friends riding with me Incredible. on every day of, you know, all but six days Incredible. out of the 80 to 81 days yeah. that we were on the road. So, so that was certainly. And the special uh, friends chose the hill days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was a huge part of it. So, so the support like that. And, and also the, one of the reasons why we've been so fortunate as to, you know, um, been interviewed so many times and, and got the word spread out there is I've got a team, uh, back here in Southern Ontario that, uh, uh, Nikki, Courtney, and Amanda, who are, they're doing all of our social media posts. They're blasting out, uh, they're getting in touch with mm -hmm. reporters, news agencies, and things like that. And they're, they're making, uh, you know, most of that stuff happen. So that cool. that's not something I have to mm. have to think about too often. And, and that, that's just the raising awareness pieces is happening because of them. Yeah. Right on. Right. On. I love, yeah. how, I love, um, how people bring those different pieces and how it all just gels and works together so well, eh? And then you, you feel, talking about building community, eh? you, you feel so much stronger. This isn't just you on your own here. You got a whole team of people who are in this with you. Oh, it's yeah. definitely a definitely a team-based approach. And, yeah. and, you know, we going back to the so awesome. the bike ride itself, there are a lot of people that do that do this bike ride for whatever reason solo. Yeah. And yeah. I uh, I don't think I could do that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I feel so no. fortunate that I've got such a great team. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What would a typical day um, look like, or was there a typical day? Yeah, what was the routine? What was the, you know, how did it, how did a day unfold for you? Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Distance-wise, it depended on where I was in the country, um, but the kind of the timing of the day was roughly. I would. I'm an early riser, so I would be up usually without an alarm clock at five. Yeah. Sometime between four thirty and five thirty. Um, you know, I I I spent the early part of 2020, uh, 2021. Uh, doing uh, just a bunch of research about a variety of things, hydration, nutrition, mm -hmm. um, body geometry, you know, physi uh, physiology, stuff like that. Uh, and and I, I learned and I, and I trained with uh, a pretty, uh, pretty strict regimen of, you know, wake up, have some nutrition, hydrate, do some things, stretching, get the bike ready. So typically if I, especially if I was on my own, if I didn't have, you know, other people's, mm -hmm. um, you know, preferences in, in sure. mind, which I mean, I'm so fortunate to do yeah, that, but, yeah. but a, a daily ride on my own, I'd be on the road by six. Usually okay. I like, I like riding uh, when it's cool and yeah. not, you know, it's a little bit, not quite bright out yet. It's a little easier to be seen when you're, mm -hmm. when you're riding those hours. And uh, so I'd be on the road by six. Um, and then depending on the length of the day, the challenge of the, of the day, I'd uh, usually wrap up sometime early to mid afternoon, I'd aim for most days, okay. wrap up early to mid afternoon. Uh, Ian would be 
you know, either arriving at or already arrived at the, our destination for the night that we'd arrange it together. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd hydrate, take nutrition, mm-hmm. do stretching, often have a nap. And, and one of the reasons why I, uh, I was kind of committed to finishing most days rather early because it gave me opportunity to do outreach, mm-hmm. uh, to do interviews, to meet with okay. groups of people. Uh, and we found that really beneficial, um, to not just pedal all day, every day, but to, to take our time to slow things down um, in the afternoons and also to take a day off every few days uh, mm. just to stay still because we found that when we stay still, people would come to, we'd hang our banners, we'd, we'd advertise oh, ourselves wow. and people would actually come to us. And I sat still for a day every three to five days. People would actually really? come to us and show interest and stuff. And okay. so a huge part of our outreach was slowing things down and being available to tell our story. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. And what were some of the opportunities that came uh, along as, as far as being able to, to create awareness, tell the story, yeah, reach out or people coming to you when they saw the banners, which is really cool. Well, how, yeah, how did that all work? And what were some of the connections that got made there? Uh, one that comes to mind, uh, it was our first two days in... Uh, it would have been would have been mid July, late late mid to late July. Our first two days in the province of Manitoba. One day we were set up at a campground and set everything up. And the, by the time uh, I rolled in, I was riding with uh, my friend Peter that day. By the time we rolled in, um, a woman came up, saw the banner. The banner was already hanging. Came and chatted with us. Oh my! My family has a similar uh, similar thing. It wasn't exactly ARVC, but uh, good for you for doing this chatting. And then. And so that was neat. She took our, she took my card and we, you know, we vowed to stay connected. And then, uh, the next day we were a hundred kilometers away at a different campground and same thing happened. And at this particular spot, we had a, we had a, um, a day off booked. So we were, we were, we were on our day off actually at mm-hmm. this next campground. And, oh, I, and I saw whenever I see, uh, little ones riding around on bicycles, I, I like to go and give them a sticker about my bike ride across the country and, cool. it, you know, just oh, cel- yeah. celebrate kids riding bikes. And it was great. And she said, oh. My family has something like that too. Well, it ended up being the sister of the woman we met the day before. And they told me horror stories about how their dad has oh. been diagnosed, not with ARVC, but a similar disease and can't even get a cardiologist. And so this mm. led into a conversation about, you know, what's happening in their province in terms of um, miscommunication and, and challenges in the system and, and mm. things like that. And so we've now you know, we, we, we have the ability now to connect them with people that in the medical field that I met in Manitoba to say, okay, we have, we have a problem here. We have a problem with the system. Um, and here are two, you know, two people who reached out to me because we were flying our banner and, and making ourselves known in our bright red shirts. And, and, and we're now the ability to connect them with, you know, uh, people in cardiology, in the province of Manitoba to maybe sort through this and help them out. And, and, wow. and, and those types of stories happened yeah. weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Which, because though that was part of your hope and plan, there's no guarantees that that's, to, it, it had to happen as you went. It sounds like. It, yeah. it totally did. And we learned this. So, so doing, because of COVID, we, we ended up splitting up into two parts. It was, we were going to, I was going to go coast to coast uh, in 2021, but by the time it made sense to cross provincial borders and, and oh, be on the ground talking to people, it was so late in the season. So I said to Ian, who, who thankfully agreed. And, and, uh, so I didn't start till late, late August in St. John's Newfoundland. And so we, so from St. from late August until Thanksgiving of 2021, we, I pedaled 3,600 kilometers from St. John's, uh, back to uh, Southern Ontario. Mm. And in, in, in that time, we realized the impact of 
slowing down and staying mm. still. We learned from that first cool. experience that, hey, if people saw us in the red shirts, they saw our banner flying, they would come out of interest and say, hey, what's this yeah. all about? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so we didn't have to do a lot of active soliciting. Um, it came to us. Mm. Uh, and so, so when, when I was planning the second the leg of the tour, the, you know, the 5,500 kilometers from Victoria back here uh, to Ontario, um, I perf- purposely made days slower, days yeah. shorter, more days off in key centers, especially where yeah. I thought there might be more outreach potential and more more people impacted. Uh, and it really uh, it really made a difference. Mm, amazing, that's cool. That's yeah. so cool. Oh, uh, what what was uh, some of your favorite places? Like for, favorite when you think about man, that was the most beautiful. Maybe that was the hardest. Like what were some what were some day? You know, because you you pedaled a lot of days and my guess is it, some, it just kind of one day is like that you know but then there must be some days that stood out and why yeah um yeah. new last year in new brunswick uh i spent a couple of days um with uh well i spent a whole week r- pedaling through new brunswick from south to north along the saint john river valley with my good friend francois mm. um and it was one of the most beautiful I'll say easy. Everything's relative. <laughs> uh, easy pedaling. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it wasn't the challenge of Newfoundland um, with the weather and the wind and the rocks and the hills. Um, but it was just. I'm always a, a lover of of pedaling beside a water body, and and we spent a week uh, almost beside the Saint John River, uh, up the Saint John, up yeah, up the Saint John River Valley um, as we headed north, and it was just. Uh, just beautiful every single day and you know the river was always beside us we could always see it for a whole week and it was just it was just beautiful and the ability you know one of the one of the best things about going long distance on a bike opposed to a car is you can stop whenever you want and enjoy the moment and enjoy and and we found ourselves doing that a lot in in new brunswick and Certainly in every right province, you know, we have similar stories. The Rockies, of course, were, yeah. were absolutely stunning. Yeah. Um, even uh, the, the prairies were, were, were amazing. Just the, the colors popping at the time of year we were there and uh, just seeing for miles. It's pretty, uh, it's it, so many beautiful, beautiful places across this country. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine a better way to see it than the way you did, brother. That's yeah. so cool. That's so cool. Well, friends, really encourage you to, to check out the, the website. Uh, just one more time, the website for people. Uh, yeah, www.arvcfamilysupport, uh, all one word, uh, .org. Yeah, nice. Check it out. Share with others. Uh, follow these guys on socials. And uh, if you're ever looking to ride your bike across Canada, you got, you got some some wisdom here, hopefully, from from this chat today. And, and way more than that, just the hope um, that, that God has blessed you with, Adam, and that you're blessing so many others with through what you're doing. Uh, thanks so much. I want to finish with a little good news podcast, rapid fire, if we could here. Absolutely. What's the best thing going on in your home these days? Uh, just reconnecting with uh, those around me that yeah. I love and have missed for three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. And what's the best thing going on in your neighborhood or your community? Uh, I'm going to, I'll talk about my my greater community, um, not yeah. geographic community, but my ARVC community. Yeah. There's some incredible things happening right now. Uh, one is happening in, in Calgary, Alberta, where uh, we've connected four families who not only um, didn't know each other, but some of them didn't even realize they were related to each other, who are all impacted by ARVC. And they on their own now have uh, are starting to set up a, a mental health, emotional support network Beautiful. 
for uh, for families with ARVC. So Hallelujah. it's part of uh, what we're doing. Oh, so awesome, man. That's so awesome to yeah. see uh, the work that you're doing, bearing such fruit, making such a difference. Oh, it's so yes. awesome. So awesome. All right, big one. Best thing you see going on in our world these days? There is so much generosity and empathy and compassion right now. Um, despite all of the other things that are happening around the world. And, and I, I see it, I'm a part of numerous now charity riding bike groups. And we're seeing, I just finished riding for Sick Kids Cancer, the Great Canadian Cycle Challenge in the month of August. Uh, I just finished doing that as well. And just to see every day people being so generous and doing so much, wanting to give back. And, you know, I'm seeing so many great things happening, bringing, you know, Ukrainians over and uh, I'm going to connect it all to bicycle because that's my world right now. Mm. Um, but, you know, people donating bikes and, and getting people set up with jobs and, and, and whatever is going on around the world, uh, if we look carefully enough, there's a lot of generosity, a lot of empathy happening. And uh, I think the world needs that right now. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Oh, Adam, love to just close in a prayer for you and for this Absolutely. beautiful work that... That you're doing. Yeah, Thank you. Cool. cool. Let's do it. Let us pray. Oh God, I feel very blessed to, to, um, to be able to have this conversation today. Uh, this, there's, there's a, a lot of good news in, in the midst of some deep pain and, and, and very tragic circumstances that have been a part of Adam's life. And, and so we, we pray that you would meet him in both of those, in, in the places of, of pain and brokenness. Um, thank you for your your healing and your hope. And also meet him, give him and his team uh, all that they need, resource, financial resourcing, g- give them um, creativity on how to create awareness and, and spread the word and, and, and build community. But just trust that you will get to do um, the, the amazing things that you've already done, that more and more of that will, will, will come through, through this work that you've called them to. Thank you again for this gift of life, we're, we're very aware uh, through a conversation like this, how, how fragile our, our, our lives are and, and how precious um, every breath is. So we thank you and praise you for, for all of that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, thanks, brother. Yeah. So good. So good to be with you. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah. 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 Mm. Friends, uh, thank you for, uh, this has been, I don't even know how to describe it, um, a really, really special conversation, a powerful conversation. I hope you've experienced what, what we have uh, here today. If you have, I know you're blessed. Um, so thank you for being a part of this. You can uh, follow us on, on Good News with Jamie Holt on my Instagram. And uh, thanks so much for being a part of the Good News Podcast family. God bless you and be with you. Hope to see you again soon. Thanks so much. Well, I warned you, friends, that there might be some emotion in, in this one. And and rightfully so. I, I, I really appreciate that uh, we didn't skim over, if you will, the, the details or even the pain of, of loss. We, uh, we, we entered in uh, really fully. That's, that's certainly how I experienced this conversation. And, and that can lead to emotion. And that's, that's not a bad thing at all. Emotion, it really, in, in my mind, is a sense a sign of the, the depth of love that we have for, for people who, who have lost. And, and as we were talking about Jackie, as we were, as we were talking about, about Adam's son, Greg, uh, there, there is a, a, a depth of, of pain that was important for us to enter into because God meets us there and God brings us through in a way that 
can and does lead to hope. And we hopefully caught that in this conversation that, that Adam is now in, in such a purposeful way. It, this wasn't just a ride across the country on a bike, as cool as that is to me. This, this was a purposeful, a, a, a cause that was and continues to be one that's really important to raise up awareness that lies will be saved because of the work that Adam and his team is doing. That's somehow, somehow redeeming or at least bringing good out of, out of some really tragic events in, in Adam's life. I hear God all over that, in and through that. So thanks so much to Adam once again. Friends, please uh, support this cause. Check out that website that you heard several times uh, in the episode today. Um, let's let's do whatever we can to support this, this, this amazing individual and the work that God has called him to do. That's good news. And there's uh, just so much going on with what he's doing there these days. What a great conversation. Thanks again for being a part of it. And uh, if you want to uh, like us or give us some feedback, uh, share this with someone else. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Good News Jamie Holtham on Instagram. All these things help us share this good news that God has blessed us with. Always good to be with you, friends. God bless you and be with you. See you again soon.